Labrats. Today we're shifting gear. Today is Greedy Bastard Day. The secret to riches, Labrats, is the same as the secret to comedy. Timing. 1.15.10, Max. First up, we should move now. Not yet, Alf. Boss, why do you keep calling me Alf? Because you're an aggressive little flunky, Kenny. And as your boss and genetic superior, I can call you whatever I want. And this is Below Freezing, a podcast in which we talk about films that have a Rotten Tomatoes score of 32% or less. Now, we are deviating from our Resident Evil path <laughs> to bring you a, a forgotten gem, if you will. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a, a classic romance for the ages from from back in the great year of 2006. We are talking about a good year. Now, um, Melissa, had you ever heard of a good year before? Never. Okay. I didn't know what we were watching until you press play. You didn't. That's true. I, I do like to surprise you from time to time. Now. <laughs> oh, no, no, please. So in terms of, of who picked the film and why, well, that's me. But you. There's you. A you. You, you, you. You. Thank you. But. So, but you don't know why. There's a why behind it. And so, uh, you know, the Woodingtons are, are good friends. Ian, who oh. I, I do the other podcast with. Those people. Yeah, those people. <laughs> so, he had mentioned, and we, we've known this. They uh, love since, this movie. Well, no. Oh. You're jumping ahead. Uh, one of them does. So, Ian, oh. Ian was like, because we, 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 we tended to, we, we shat a little bit on Elizabethtown, which is one of Liz's favorite films. Right. Ian said, hey, I have a film that I'm kind of got a soft spot for that you should do because it, it fits the parameters <gasps> of the show. This is an Ian, not a Liz pick? This is an Ian pick. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I immediately thought Liz. No, this, <laughs> this was an Ian pick, but I'll, I'll tell you why in a, in a second. But, but before we get to that, we have to talk about what we drank to get through this. So we both, we both had, which we're going to really class it up here for in a second. We both had a Bud Light seltzer lemonade wait those are bud lights yeah that's the brand yeah i mean it's not beer but it, that's it's wow. the brand of the seltzer but anyway we also we indulged in a snoqualmie red blend which was great i liked it it was and we are currently drinking a uh villa maria uh sauvignon blanc from new zealand now i am not the biggest fan of this wine Oh, the, the white? Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm a Sauvignon Blanc gal. I don't think you are either. I think you like a Riesling or a Gewurz or a, a blend. Yeah. Or, or like something even sweeter than that. Now, this wine is good after watching this movie. Oh, well, sure. But I would not go back to this. Sure. That's fair. That's, That's fair. That's all I have to say. I, this I think was, this is the first time I've really been like, nah. I think it was a Costco pick. It was just something that I saw that was like, hey, we'll try this instead. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, and I'm hey, still drinking it. I'm like taking oh, this up right now. I know. I've got, I've got it too. Let me. It smells good. 
It does. It does. So, um, something about this movie, which is which is interesting, that you caught on early to was that there are no credits. The movie starts, and it just goes. There's no title. There's no here's who's in it. There's nothing. It just starts and it goes. Uh, I don't even know what to say, babe. Because I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I normally like normal Melissa watching movies, not caring. It would not even notice that there wasn't any credits. I hear you. It took me about 30 minutes in where I was like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 hold up. Who directs this? Who's directing this movie? Okay. So I'm just saying. No, like, no, no. Now, oh, that's that's Adam, the next thing. You and your film corner and a thousand and one have like slowly ah, turned yes. me into like a I'm paying attention now, now that when I'm watching movies. So my, my question. So <laughs> let me just quickly say that this movie was was written by Mark Klein. It was based on a best-selling novel by Peter Mayle. But that that's not important. Okay. I don't know who they are. I don't either. So so what if I told you that a prestige director. Steven Spielberg. No. Okay. The person um, who directed. Hold on. Starts with a J. No. No. Let's, oh. not, let's not do this. Because you don't know. Oh, I was thinking Cameron Crowe. And that's still wrong. Oh. Jay, what? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. I don't know. The person who directed Alien. The person who directed Blade Runner. The person who directed Thelma and Louise. The person who directed Gladiator and Black Hawk Down. Wow. And The Martian. And those are all, well. Martian's good. Ah, uh, I don't know. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Directed this Whoa. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and before this, he went directing Gladiator, got an Oscar nomination yep. for, directed Black Hawk Down, got That's an Oscar a great nomination movie. for, and then did this. Well, he just got paid a lot of money, I'm well, assuming. Well, I, I'm sure he did. There's a bit of the tr- in the trivia that I learned, which was that according to him, every scene except for the London scenes was shot within eight minutes of his home in Provence, which is where he'd been living for 15 years. So Provence, which is where the the movie takes place, apparently he lived there and that this was shot. And basically he shot it because that's where he lived and he didn't have to. <laughs> he didn't have to. Okay. He didn't have to go anywhere. anywhere. I mean, that wouldn't you take a job? Oh, I think, and especially, I think if you're Ridley Scott and you are this far into in, into your career and you've got that kind of sway, of course. Right. Why not? Um, so let's talk about who's in this because there are some heavy hitters yes. in this movie. Obviously, this is starring Russell Crowe as Max Skinner. Again, maybe let's let's talk about Russell's Crow, Russell Crowe's prior performances Th- to this movie. I, I think he might only pick movies that his name is like Max or Maximus or Maximilian or... Well, and that's funny. That's very funny. Yes. Yeah. So so in 1999, this, this movie came out in 2006, but before that, in 99, he does The Insider. In 2000, he does Gladiator. In 2001, he does A Beautiful Mind. And then in 2003, he does Master and Commander. Okay. All and of those this. movies, all of those movies, in one way or another, gets Oscar attention. He's nominated for three of them. Yes. And then, and then this. So... Wait, what does he do after this? Because I'm wondering if this is like the start of life. <laughs> is this the start of when we stop stop caring about Russell Crowe and, and the movies that he picks? Right. Okay, here we go. So, um, he does he does Gladiator. Sorry, 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 sorry. 
he does oh so right sorry also also right before this i i, I forgot one of my favorite movies of his he does cinderella man right before this oh which God. i love cinderella yes. man. yes okay so afterwards no he doesn't go right he doesn't go off the deep end he does 310 to yuma which is pretty good i don't remember that he does american gangster which is another ridley scott film with denzel that that got pretty good reviews. Yeah. Body of Lies, which eh, now we're starting to go down okay. a little bit. He does State of Play, which I think we liked, we, but not it wasn't generally liked. Right. He did Robin Hood, which was like no. not good at all. He does the next three days, which well, is also I feel like we kind of again that. we liked yeah. it. But not, and then and then he, he's and uh, by the way he's doing some other things throughout this, but then this this gets us all the way up to Les Mis, which. Oh. Um, he was just not horribly right. miscast. He, yes, yeah. I was like, it, it, the movie wasn't bad. He was not cast right. Yeah, in that and, movie. and that's not, that is not to say that he. Whoa, hello, that was, like, that was something. I can't think of an exact line he's saying. That's why I just wanted to do. Oh, he was very yeah. like monotone while he well, was singing. And it's crazy because he is. He actually is in a in a band, and he can sing. They did not cast him right in this yeah. role oh, for the, that I, movie. I don't know if you heard this. So apparently, years later, uh, years later, he said that he didn't know that what how he was singing on the day was what they were going to put into the movie, which. I, I cry foul at because like obviously Hugh Jackman and uh, Amanda Seyfried and um, Anne Hathaway, they all knew what they were doing. So, so my I, question would be, did you <laughs> Russell Crowe film multiple versions of you singing in different notes and keys? No, I think what he thought was going to. So, so the thing about he thought like, they were going to auto tune him. No, 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 not oh. auto tune. No. So Les Mis was special because most musicals, you sing in an extra session and they put that recording over the film. What they did for Les Mis is how they were singing when they were being filmed is what ended up in the movie. I don't know if you knew that or not. Which is No, I did know that. But that's, well, that's rare. Apparently, though, years later, Russell Crowe said, oh, I didn't know that. I think trying to sort of because because there was a lot of shit Sorry, kind of flowing his way. Yeah. Um. I just yeah. think I just don't think he's sang very well in, no. in that. Okay. So uh, he's by the way, hey, he's in this movie. Also, who was in this movie? Um, Albert Finney playing Uncle Henry, who in the flashbacks is really good. Um, Marion Cotillard, who you couldn't quite Marianne place. Marion Cotillard. Um, she plays Fanny Chanel. Abby Cornish plays Christy Roberts, who is sort of the illegitimate daughter of uh, Albert Finney's character. And then, okay, here we go. And then I, I think, I think I got most of the main players in here. So I got, um, I got Didier Bourdon and Isabel Candelier. They play the Duflos, husband and wife. Um, Isabel, by the way, you, you were like, that's who I'd get cast oh, as. A, a thousand percent, I would be cast as her. She is like my spirit actress. I feel like I, I, there was, there was a connection there. There was oh. a connection there. Um. <laughs> Freddie Highmore plays the young version of Max Skinner. Do you recognize Freddie Highmore? I knew he was in something, but so his, he kind of irritated me. So it's so funny. I, he kind of irritates me too. I don't want to say that out loud, but like, so he he was in a movie called Finding Neverland in two thousand and four, mm. which he was in with Johnny Depp. Yes, and because the next year Johnny Depp got cast as Willy Wonka, he, he cast Freddie Highmore as Charlie. Charlie. Um, oh so my god! And then the next year, and then this is the next year. So he, that, those are his three roles. In, in and a in row. all those roles, I think that character, mm, the actor, yes, bothers me. That's fine. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'm sure he Freddie made a Heimler lot of money. Not He's listening. not caring. Oh no, he doesn't give a shit. He's yeah. like, fuck you, Melissa St. John. I'm making money. By what name, are you making? by name, she yeah. Yes. He's calling you out. Um, <laughs> and then the other, the three other people. So we have Tom Hollander, 
who plays Charlie Willis. Now, uh, Parley. Do you want? Would you like to uh, to give a little background as to <laughs> as to that? He looks so familiar. He yeah. looked so familiar, and I could not pin it. And then immediately, because I'm a costume designer by trade, you are, and immediately I was like, he. I know him from wearing a wig. I know him from wearing a wig. And I'm trying to place it. Like, the movies I'm putting him in, I, I, I don't know. And then in my weird brain, the way I go through the alphabet <laughs> to figure out like characters, actors' names, like, you know, it's the same I do with like movies. I start with A and I go down the line. Yep. And when I got to P, I figured it out. Except I went parlay. For sure. some reason, parlay, to, yeah. parlay came first. Like I, I looked which, at you and I said, he's from parlay. Which, <laughs> and, then, and then I had to remind you that, 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 that the parlay line is actually in the first Pirates of the Caribbean. And and he said, doesn't show up until the second right, one. And you said, wait, pirates? And I was like, mm, not so, the second. So I did just, say the second one. No, you didn't. You yes, said I parlay. Did. That's all you said was parlay. And then you were like, mm, pirates of the Caribbean. And I was like, the second. You are making this up now. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm pretty happened. sure you're hammered. I'm I, <laughs> you creeper laughing oh. like that. No, I'm pretty sure that is what happened. Wow. I I'm wish just, I had like footage of you right now. Well, it's so, it out, so you could show the police. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Help me, please. Um, me. So anyways, so, but he is also in, he's in uh, Gosford Park. He is Pride and Prejudice, which I think I, I told you, which I, I knew I, I knew he was in that. Good but for he, you. He's also been in a bunch of other stuff, too. He was in the John Adams miniseries, which uh, that we was haven't good. seen in a long time. Yeah, but we, we, we really like that. that. Um, and then the the last two people was uh, we have. So Archie uh, Panjabi, who plays Gemma, who is like Russell Crowe's assistant. Mm, yeah. And then Rafe Spall, who plays Kenny. Kenny is the guy who works in the office who thinks oh, he's Russell Crowe. And I you were like, seen him. Hold on. We've recognized I'm this person sure. before. Is he not in an episode of Friends? No. No. Okay. No. God. He is in an episode of something, though. Give me a hint. You know uh, you have to do this. Okay. So it's a it's a serious Netflix series. And the episode that he is in, he also shares with John Hamm. Black Mirror. Yes. Oh my god. I, 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 did I spoon feed that too much, or did, was that was no, that? No, I think I got that. Okay. Um. But but Rafe's so yes, Rafe's ball is also he's in an episode of of Black Mirror, but he's also in a uh, a horror film that we watched not too long ago that was on Netflix called The Ritual. Remember the four guys hiking through oh the woods? Yes. Yeah, he was in that one. Oh my, that was a, that was a good movie. That, he was the lead guy. Yeah, another horror movie which is good for like the first 90% and then like just doesn't know how it wants to end. By the way, horror filmmakers, can you please figure out how to end your movies? Because me and my wife enjoy them so much until like you try to end them. And then it's just like you just like right on us. You shit on us in the last 10% of the movie. And it's like, fuck you. I would say the only horror movie films that we've seen in the last year that nailed it, I would say, are The Invisible Man and, nailed it. and His House. Nailed I thought they it. really nailed the end. I actually just got goosebumps. I want to forget about His House. Oh, I don't want to go to His House. Oh, oh, oh. Her works. House? I'll go to Her House. By the way, if you haven't seen His House, do it. It's on Netflix. Her house? It's really fucking good. I don't I want, know. That I might want be to have a movie. some cookies. Her House might I be a I feel like porn. Her House would be like, let's just hang out and face mask on. <laughs> 
Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because pandemic, right? Because fuck this. Because we're still here. Okay. So, anyways. Okay. So here we go. We went through the director. We went through the cast. Now accolades. Here's the thing. Um, I have one that's real. That that so there were the Critics Choice Awards and okay. um, uh, Freddie Highmore was nominated for Best Young Actor. He lost to Paul Dano, who won for Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Uh, which I don't remember that movie, I but I remember he's, liking it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I yeah. agree with you. So apparently there are there uh, are awards given out by the Alliance of Women Journalists. Of course, because this is a new... <laughs> <laughs> Please keep going. I'm, this is a new... It's a new dawn? It's a um, new day? <laughs> this is a... Th- uh, I don't even know how to finish it. I, this is a new award you're telling us about. Well, I actually don't. I, so don't don't get me wrong. I do not know the history of the Alliance of Women, Women Journalists. Okay. Now they gave out like serious awards, but they also have a Hall of Shame, which they gave many Hall of Shame awards oh, out okay. this year, um, including a good year, but also um, movies like Basic Instinct Two, uh, You, Me, and Dupree. And Beer Fest, among many others. They all sound awful. They all sound awful. All of those are ones we could easily do on the And podcast. this is one that they put in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the budget, this... So so the budget was was $35 million. Opening weekend, it made $3.7 million. Its total U.S. gross was $7.5 million. And worldwide, it made 42. So worldwide, it kind of recouped back what it made. But this did not do. I mean, this is Russell Crowe and Ridley Scott teaming up again to make a movie. In the U.S., this number is staggering. This was the... Oh, sorry. No, no. I have to ask. Yes. Hold on. I'm getting people confused. No, do it. (sighs) Ridley Scott. Did he have anything to do with Sharon Tate? Or who am I thinking of? Sharon Tate. That's Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. I'm so confused. I am so sorry. No, no, I'm this not going to is... cut this out. <laughs> this is gold. This is this is just fantastic. I different, was like different person. I was like, when did he come back here to film all these great no. movies? And so, but but while you bring that Roman up, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski has been living in France for the last like 20 years or so, probably longer, um, avoiding uh, statutory rape charges. But that, that has nothing to do with Sharon this Tate. Is where, okay, this is where I got confused because like the second you told me Ridley Scott, for some reason, you heard Ro- I heard Roman Polanski wow. because of France. And I was like, wow, he's creating all these movies from France. That is that is just not right. Well, not I right am at all. So now now we know where we're at. Let's rewind. Yes, sure. Um, in the U.S. OK, this was the, and I this might be a record for the show. This was the one hundred and eighty second highest grossing film in the U.S., Putting it between an animated film called Dougal <laughs> and a remake of a Best Picture winning film from the 30s called All the King's Men. By the way, I don't have the numbers, but both of which we could do on the show. Hold on. All the King's Men? Are they talking about, like, Jesus? No. What are they talking about? Uh, I believe it's a movie about Hollywood. Oh. Or at least the original is. Uh, Hold but on. I'm not sure All the King's this. Men, right? All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together. Okay, whoa. Yeah, that's where I'm going to. But like, oh, the three kings. That's what I'm thinking of. 
That's fantastic. I have failed Catholicism Listen, here's is all thing. I have to that's say. Ca- I did not I, get. I would say Catholicism failed you. Let's be real. <laughs> Babe. Babe. Catholicism did fail me. It did. You know this. Well, we don't need to go into that. We don't need but... to go into this, but yeah. Okay. So um, I found a review, babe. I found a review from Moira McDonald, who who at least wrote for the Seattle Times. Uh, I'm loving local, the local, local gal. publicity. So I'm going to read you the first paragraph and the last paragraph. Okay. The light in Ridley Scott's A Good Year looks so delicious it should be bottled. The tale of an overworked London businessman who inherits a province vineyard. It's it's twinkly fantasy for grown-ups. All the characters are great looking. All the interiors are lavishly designed. The mountains of food appear to have come from some culinary heaven. And every, everyone talks whimsically to themselves the way people do only in movies. I'm drooling. How you react to this movie will depend on your tolerance for this sort of thing. Some <laughs> will find it charming. Others will have forgotten it on the way back to the parking lot. Me, well, I took notes. <laughs> and then and then she gives she kind of gives a review, but this is what she ends with. Scott and Crow, separately and together, have made splendid films. This one, seemingly made on a lark, is dessert. And surely they're entitled to it after a meet of Gladiator, Master and Commander, The Insider, and the like. On a rainy day, a good year may be a, may be a welcome fantasy. The question is whether anyone will remember it after the clouds have parted. Oh my god! That's a great review. That is an amazing. First of all, okay, so she lists three. Pe- you're three types of people. You're either the person that's like what gleaming. Yeah, who who will enjoy it, right. find it charming. You're the person that forgets about it mm-hmm. into the parking lot, and then you're the person that take notes. I might, we don't need to answer this right now. I think we can. Which one are you? The one who took notes. Oh, I am so the first one. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> why Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> this... I'm out of wine. Do we have any more? Are we out? No, we're not. Oh, thank God. Here, you just take the bottle. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now. Oh. This is one of those rare moments where I so wish we were filming this in case for our listeners who were wondering what was happening just then. My wife. No, wait. Your wife? wife, My wife. My (laughs) wife of seven years went to pour herself some wine not knowing that the cap was still on it. She tried so hard. I wonder how long I would continue to pour that wine upside down. To figure out, I oh, babe, oh my god, I didn't realize what was oh happening until my god. your laughter. That was that was beyond amazing. Let's just listen to the poor. That was good. No, I, I could hear it. That was good. I'll take some too here. Okay, <laughs> babe, that was pretty. That I was didn't realize. That was amazing. Okay, so now oh, we have come to we have the come to the, the point of the show where Adam, my amazing husband, which I have to say, at one point during this movie. Yes, I was a little tipsy, but I totally looked at him <laughs> and started crying. You started crying a little bit, yeah. Why did I start crying, babe? You said, I fucking love you. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, you are, babe. Um, okay. Anyways. So, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes scores, uh, <laughs> critical and audience. Here is the blurb from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. A good year is a fine example 
of a top-notch director and actor out of their elements in a sappy romantic comedy lacking in charm and humor. Okay. Critical, then audience. Critical was a tough one. Critical, I crossed it out and rewrote it. Okay. My first one was 25. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I'm giving it way too much credit. (laughs) I have to think critically. And I'm saying 20, although I'm like, it's probably below 10, but. Okay, so you're going with 20. I'm going with 20. Okay. Audience, I'm saying 67. I mean, that's how I felt about this movie. Okay, now this is, okay, this is amazing. This is, okay. So oh my you, God, did I? <gasps> no, you're very, you're very, very close. I get so, so excited. For the audience, you said 67. Yes. 65. Really close. Okay, I am one with the audience now, in this movie. You, now, here's what I'll say about your critical score. That's bad. You it is low. You should have stuck with your first guess. <gasps> 25. Twenty-five percent. Okay. So I think I'm you a, were, so. I have the as, hiccups now. I'm actually shocked that the critical people so so would give it that high. Here's the thing. So a note that I've been giving my intro to acting students, which I'm <laughs> going to give you a little bit, is tr- follow your instincts, babe. Trust your gut. Go with what what motivates you. Okay. And I felt like you had it. I uh, clearly you, I had you, it. I crossed were, out twenty-five. But then yeah, you were like, well, fuck it. No, I'm wrong. Don't second guess yourself. Just go. Just jump just fucking go off it you get a cue and you go for it and that is why i'm like i cry because i'm in love with you you like put me back in my place (laughs) oh god does that sound good i I put you in your place i mean no i mean that's not what i mean you know what i mean like i know i i totally fucking life um okay so (laughs) i already mentioned a bit about this uh being filmed around where ridley scott was living um there's there's a moment in uh, the movie where Russell Crowe uh, is messing with the dirt uh, in the vineyards, which is very similar to what he did in Gladiator, where he puts the the dirt in his hands and he rubs mm-hmm. it together. And then, like, there was a bunch of shit that I didn't find very interesting. The only other thing that I I thought was was something to bring up was that um, Russell Crowe was not originally cast as this role. Mm. Um, Give Aaron, me a hint. I, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah. I know because you said Aaron, and I immediately like That's jumped fine. to him. Also, I feel like he could have done this. Yeah, I and I maybe 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 in the original draft it wasn't like he was London. Maybe maybe it was an American who because he's American. Yeah, yeah, and he probably could have done it. But I, anyways, there really wasn't a whole lot of trivia. And even if there had been, I would have not said that much because, oh my god, all of the shit that is in this movie. I'm not even sure if we're going to get to all of it. I don't know where to start. So, so I'm going to do the most basic of plot. Like, like I tend to go on very long tangents about what the plot is. I'm going to keep it real simple. Russell Crowe plays Max. Uh, when he was a kid, he would go to his uncle's place in France for the summer. Um, it's years later, and now it's, a, it's an adult version of Max, and his uncle has died. And because he has no will, and he is the closest living relative, he... He substantially gets he he gets the estate, but this woman, um, uh, played by Abby Cornish, comes in out of the blue saying that I'm basically I'm his daughter. Yoo-hoo, I'm in Sutter. What the fuck was that? Are you Swedish? She's I... not sweet. Yoo-hoo! I'm his daughter. That was amazing. I mean, that was just you interrupted me, but I'm so glad you, if you were going to do it, you did it with this, this 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 accent, which was just off the chain. Hold on. We did just interrupt our kids watching Frozen. 
I don't know why. I totally went with the Swedish accent, but you you got it, which means I nailed it. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm a stutter. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, but and, so so that so basically, uh, Max is deciding whether or not he wants to sell the estate, and the, this this woman throws kind of like a, a wrinkle in his plans. But then also he meets Marion Cotillard. He's like, "Ooh, I like you. Maybe I should stick it out." And then ultimately he decides to not sell and stay there. And it, it really has like, it's a big happy ending. Now, now, you know me, I usually go on for like 60 seconds of like, here is every beat for beat. What happens in right. the plot? Can't I can't do, do it for this. You one. cannot do that. I can't do it. There is just too fucking much. I mean, to talk about 20 minutes into this movie, felt every, like a lifetime every other note was what is happening <laughs> i just melissa's brain could not comprehend where the points and the dots were like connecting i was very confused one thing i was not confused about adam st john yes and let me tell you was when little boy grows up after he's with his uncle, he grows up and now he's this like stock market. What do you call him? Like, oh, what he, is he? he clearly was like a day trader. He okay. worked for some, he some like, a company that did that. And yeah. He was the lead guy. That he, was like, he was high himself. up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I have now, Adam, your day job mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is dealing with trades. So I work. Yes, I work for a financial planning company. I will leave their name out of it. I'm right. not going to drag right. them you in the should. mud. Right. But but yes. Um. So so over the years, you have taught me a thing or two about trades. And, I, I, I'm glad. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, this movie, I think, has, and I said this to you. I was like, if I have listened to anything you have said in the last six years, this movie would teach me, like, I would be able to be like, yes, that can happen, or no, that is illegal. Yeah. You cannot do that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I will explain this, because you need to tell me if this is correct I, or not. I, yep. So, once, like, five minutes into the movie, he's now, the little boy is now yep. a grown man. He, he's he, he's referring to all of his employees as lab rats. Yes. For some reason. He's lab rats. Because he's such a piece of shit. <laughs> He's talking down to them, degrading them. And he's like, wait, wait, wait until the last second. Mm -hmm. You know, you see these you see these stocks going up, 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 up. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, wait. And all these people behind him are like, we need to sell. We need to sell now. And he's like, no, we're going to wait. You know? And then last second, he goes, sell. And they all sell, 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 sell. Mm -hmm. Now, that would be the end of your day. From what I'm assuming. Uh-huh. From what you've told me. Sure. You you know, you've sold and there you go. And there's an X amount of time. I don't remember what you have told me, but I remember asking you, like, what can you sell something and then immediately buy back into it? And yeah. from what I remember, you were like, no, so you so cannot. Now, now, my history of this is not solid, right? Because I've only been I've been working for this company for about five or six years and and my knowledge goes only so it only goes far, but it goes that far back. Right. So I know with the 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 house, the market crash of 08, maybe things changed back then. But 
I don't think this is so I think so maybe far, this once was maybe okay. maybe but I kind sense. of doubt it but so, so the, he, what, but the rules are can I at least say what it is yes, yes you are, so if you wanted to you could buy the same thing every day if you wanted to if you wanted to buy shares of something every day you could but if you sell something if you sell a fund a stock whatever you cannot legally buy back into it for 30 days because that is technically insider trade. Like if you like, I'm going to sell now because um, it's going to get real low, but I know it's going to like bump back up. Right. So so mm, you can so sell out of it, but then you have to wait 30 days before you buy back okay. into it. Thank you. Because yeah. I think I have asked you that before because maybe Melissa St. John has a little inside trader. Like if I could, I probably would do it. Sure, sure. Um, you, you don't have the connections for that, but yes, I. But yes, right. you would. I have asked you. Have I not asked you before? I'm like, so what if you? You've explained this to me, and I'm like, okay, so what if we like sell something high, and then when it gets really low, we buy it? And you're like, no, not unless it's after the thirty. I remember you telling yeah. me that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, because I remember you telling me that. Buy low, sell high. So yeah, when yeah, this happens, okay, so they're waiting, waiting, waiting. All of a sudden, it gets really high, and he's like, sell. And then minutes later, and then like. Not even a minute later, <laughs> it gets really low and he looks at his team and he goes, buy it. So can and, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I immediately wrote illegal. Yeah. Fucker. Well, because that's illegal. And so I can Otherwise, I, everybody would be doing that. I, I would like to jump now. Now immediately to like pretty much the end of the movie where this Sir Nigel guy, instead of firing Russell Crowe for breaking the law oh my God. gives him an ultimatum either take this big payday <laughs> or become a partner. partner for life now for now, life babe i know for yes for life just like the supreme court so this is i i, I cannot tell you how fucked up this is but like i'm sure this probably happens in the real world but the fact that this guy breaks the law and is able to then make a continue to make a big money off of it is is fucked up and like at one point and this is kind of connected to the, to that idea but like there's a scene where like russell crowe he's 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 back at the vineyard and he's sort of he's he's seeing a memory of him playing tennis with his with his uncle out there on the vineyard and i'm and the the only thought that came to mind and if anybody's offended by this i don't give a shit fuck you but like it's like oh wow it must be tough growing up where you get to go to a fucking vineyard every summer boy your life must be rough yeah and it's like i and like i think what doesn't work for me overall with the movie is it's like russell crow is just a fucking asshole throughout it and he doesn't really learn a lesson he just basically he he's he doesn't become a nice guy he just becomes slightly less of an asshole which is like that that's not a lesson learned you're still a fucking asshole okay. i definitely agree with you and like <laughs> god i agree with you okay so let's jump to I'm so sorry. I'm no, no, no. totally Let's, jumping no, all over the place. Wherever but, you want to go. Okay. So asshole Russell Crowe yes. has to leave his trade job because his uncle died. Yes. And now he has to go back because, oh, poor him. He was left the entire estate. I now know. he has to go like. What a fucking burden. He has to now go and sign papers and be like, okay, now I'm going to sell it and make $5 million, I think, is what they're trying to sell it for. Yeah. So he goes back and as he's driving and trying to figure out like all this shit, he like looks down at his cell phone 
which his cell phone alone, I have okay. a big fucking issue L- with. Let's not drop the cell phone, but but keep, but keep going. We yes. have to come back to the cell so phone. So he's driving his car, his little mini car, yep. dro- looking down at his cell phone, and I and then you see cut to a woman riding her bicycle, Marion Cotillard. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna hit her. He's gonna kill her. He's gonna hit her. He's gonna do something to her. Like I was constantly just it yeah. was coming, and of course it happened. He looked down. He didn't hit her. She just like steered she, off. Yeah. He doesn't notice anything's happening, but she does. She holds a grudge. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the setup of those two meeting. Mm-hmm. What pissed me off, and I don't know if you have to explain any more into this, is he eventually sees that she's working at a restaurant. Yes. Now this is hers, right? This is her restaurant. Is my uh, they never they never they, say it, but I I think we have to imagine okay. that. Yeah. What really pissed me off was you have this asshole Russell Crowe character that we're supposed to, like, feel sorry for, which nowhere makes me feel sorry for this guy. I know, I know. Then comes to the fucking rescue, the rescue of this woman who's trying to run her own business on a busy night. And, like, you okay, so he shows up and he's like, I'll help you waitress. Or you know, I'll help you yeah, serve. Yeah, he'll yeah he'll wait tables. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and he becomes the fucking savior. He knows how to handle every like upset client or like yeah. guest or, and she's just standing there in awe, and that pissed me off. Preach. That like this asshole guy who doesn't know the fuck about fuck, <laughs> <laughs> isn't learning any lessons. Goes, oh yeah. In college, I did this. And then he, like, kicks ass, and she stands there with plates just like, oh, I've never run a night, ever. Like, that made me mad. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I... this I, That was probably the major scene that I was like, X this out. No. He doesn't need to come to her saving grace in this moment. Well, We've never looked at Russell Crowe's character as like part of me feel bad for him. Part of me wonders if and, but it, I feel like there are movies that exist where there's a similar there's a similar story, but it's less that um, the Russell Crowe character becomes an asshole. And it's more just that the Russell Crowe character becomes fixated on the job. Right. It would be one thing if like Russell Crowe was like, I, I'm focused on my work. Right. Like, please don't distract me from my job. And then he goes back to the vineyard and it's like, oh, this is what it's like. Oh, yeah. My memories and my childhood. And I, I loved being here. That was, you know, that's great. But like for the for the first like 20 minutes of the movie before he gets to the vineyard, you know, he's he's calling his employees lab rats and he's making fun of Rafe Spall. And he goes to that restaurant and he's like he's basically checking out everybody. And it's like he's like he's this playboy and he's like, I don't give a fuck about anything. And it's like it's it's he's definitely set himself up as like holier than thou. But and that's that's the, the problem I have is that at the end of the movie, he still has the vineyard. He still has the girl. He still seems to be fucking loaded beyond comprehension. Yep. And he hasn't learned anything. He's just like, oh, in fact, I've made my life a lot easier. I'm not going to worry about this bullshit in London. I'm just going to reap the benefits of my money and now kind of like he it's like like he's the king of this little kingdom. Uh, I'm I'm 
I'm honestly sitting in a moment of like self-reflect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. One of my last notes was this movie has it all. <laughs> but now that we're like really talking about it and I'm, I'm pointing out these things, I'm like, it, wow, it really does. Um, it, it shows the times that this movie was made for sure. Yeah. Well, I, it's so funny you mentioned that because and it's so weird because I don't like I don't know like when I think about classic movies I still think about things from like the 40s and 50s and 60s Casablanca yeah and yeah The yeah. Godfather would yes. like, and that's but like so this movie is 15 years old which really kind of dates it dates us a little bit right it feels weird to say that but 15 years is a long time ago mm-hmm. and. But not so long ago that it goes like like the fact that this movie is a movie in in which Russell Crowe barely has to do anything and gets everything that he wants is really indicative of the culture is really yes. indicative of how of how m- movies and society really were at the time. I I can I I want to take a hard right now. Please I, please do. Can we go back to the cell phone? Oh my! But I but. I would love for you, I want you to describe it, but all I want to do is just say, this is 2006. I didn't get my first cell phone until 2005. Oh, God. So I don't cell even phone technology know. was just I like, don't even want to know when I got my first cell phone. It was like high school, I'm pretty sure. And it was this, like, it was like a Nokia. It was a flip phone. Is a Nokia phone. even? No, mine wasn't even a flip oh, it was phone. A flip. It was like a little Nokia. It, it was like are, this big. Are you asking if Nokia is still a brand? Is it? I think it is still a brand. I'm not sure if it's a brand of cell phone. Not not a cell phone you might buy in the U.S., but. I just, okay, hold on. <laughs> you might remember this, babe. The audience isn't going to give a shit. I, see, okay, okay, hold do on. Do you remember? I'm gonna, my, ugh, what? No, go, go. No, go ahead. I was going to say, do you remember? It was like a little blue. No. You do I remember because I, I remember your red razor phone. I remember your red that was razor. The second okay, phone I got. That's the when one I, I got remember. a little blue phone. I remember you were probably one of the few guys that texted me on it. Like uh, what? Wait, what? What? Few guys? <laughs> Why are you saying? Oh, that? this is amazing. <laughs> few. I had a few. Oh, other really? Contenders a few suitors you. as we were di- before me. Right. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you? Oh man! Listen, th- here, here's I'm gonna give up on this because there is too much in this movie to talk about. But <laughs> me and you are gonna hash this out after the episode. <laughs> Anyways, Number of guys. I just remember my little blue phone, and it was Nokia, and it had the game Snake yeah. on it, and I kicked, I fucking killed it. Nobody was calling me to talk to me. I was just playing Snake on my. phone. Maybe they tried, but my few <laughs> snooters. <laughs> Your few, your few snooters, few, your snake suitors, my few snooters. Um, <laughs> that was me doing lines of coke, by the Whatever. way. Little, little snoot. <laughs> oh, the phone. There. Hold on. I, it's amazing. The way it was what, filmed. What this phone okay. could do so is amazing. He has this phone, and you know, so he just. He's now Russell Crowe's character has had to take time out of his busy trader schedule <laughs> to now fly. He flew to where did he even fly to France? Well, 
I said Italy and you were like, wait, like, no, are no, you paying it's, attention? It's France. It's France. He flew to France yes. from England. Yes. There we go. I'm now paying attention. He he had to fly for like a day trip or like an one overnighter is what it sounded like it yeah, should it, have been. It, it's like so here's the thing. You can you can drive that that's what the channel is. You can you can technically drive from England to France, but I'm sure for somebody like him, I'm sure he took like a like a pretty quick like, flight and fly, like fly yeah. sign papers yeah, fly back exactly. you're back for your next day meeting. trip is perfect yeah okay. exactly that's what was supposed to happen so he flew and and he so he gets there he's supposed to sign papers for accepting i guess that this is his property now or yeah. whatever and then he's going to immediately sell it but before he can sell it he has to snap some pictures of the property well, yeah, exactly yeah and so as he's driving off his assistant which we need to get back to. Oh, let's, let's, let, that can be the next thing. Whoa. Yep. Um, his assistant is like, Maxie, did you take <laughs> pictures? <laughs> Moxie, did you take pictures? Of- <laughs> We're doing terrible. She sounds nothing like <laughs> this at all. But did you take pictures of the property or whatever? He's like, oh, fuck. And he like backs up his car and then he gets out and he starts snapping. Yes. I don't even. The way it was filmed, I looked at you and I was like. No, no. So no. It was like he had. This, it was like he had like a like a Nikon or a Canon. Like click snap, click snap, click snap, click click. Snap, 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 snap. Okay, but this I is, like your click sounds better. Thank you. But this was like a that is bad. Well. <laughs> Are you like a crazy old prospector? <laughs> just, ah. Alrighty, folks. Okay, now you just got a little better. I don't know what that was. Well, okay, um, it was snapping that yes, fast, babe. Yes, no, I, I know. Now you're was. making my face hit the. It's called a pop filter. The pop filter. The pop, pop filter. <laughs> we have been drinking. Um, this movie made us drink fuck. way more. Now here's the thing. Wait, well, <laughs> hold on. I I gotta say something really quick. So we have been watching the. Here are the films that we've watched this season so far: The Dentist, Resident Evil. And Resident Evil colon Apocalypse. We drank more watching this fucking movie than we had those other ones. And that is bananas. It's not. I mean, Resident the Resident Evil movies are Oscar but, fucking contenders. But they weren't. Allegedly. Allegedly. In your mind, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denigrating those movies. On the surface, if if before we watch it, I said, "Hey, Melissa, we're gonna watch a romantic comedy uh, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Russell Crowe." Would you have thought that we would have needed two bottles of wine to get through it? I, I don't think so, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure at the end of the movie, I'd be like, probably having sex with you. <laughs> Just like, right? Isn't that what couples do after romantic movies? <laughs> I don't need alcohol to have sex with my husband. I need a romantic comedy. (laughs) 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 That's me hitting the drums. I have to explain it because my sound effects aren't there yet. They will be in season three. I can't believe there was so much to talk about. (laughs) And yet, (laughs) and yet you're talking about. Wow. Um, That might be, that might be the, 
the highlight of the entire run of our show so far. <laughs> I, okay. I, I haven't even flipped my page I know. of it's notes hard. yet. It's, I've had, I have. I know. Count. I've taken so many notes on this. Wait, hold on. I have 10 pages. Can I? Yes, I write bigger the more I drink, but still. I so, have 10 pages. So, so okay. Okay, I have to set. Okay, well, here, here's a one quick thing. Remember when the best friend had a an inflatable guitar for oh. some reason? Oh, <laughs> hold on. I got to jump to it. I have it somewhere on here. Oh. I was like, are you kidding me? In a- for no reason. Okay, but uh, before hold on, I don't hold see, on. I don't look, even know. Wait, Babe, connect, I so connect, many notes, I know. I connect with track. me. Connect with me. Eye contact. Hold on. Okay, so forget the air guitar, which happened. <laughs> that happened. Let's go back to the secretary. Um, this just just her in general, the the character of Gemma. Okay, Gemma. Yeah. Which wow. feels like such a Gemma. It feels like such a a London <laughs> nickname for somebody. I I. I had to keep reminding myself he's not married. Mm-hmm. He's not married. He's not married. He's a playboy. Um, he so fucks around London. It's okay. <laughs> that sounded bad. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm speeding. <laughs> Sorry, Gemma. Gemma. Focus. Maxi. Yeah. Like, bitch. Oh, if you called, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. Adam, yes, if you ever mm-hmm. have, yes, an assistant, okay, male or female, sure, and they call you a nickname, mm-hmm. I will not only fuck them up, <laughs> but yes. I would fuck you up. Oh, wow, okay, I could not believe it. I'm whipping my head around. You really do. I, I was going to say, you are not, just like, the sound quality is going to be all over the place because you were all now, okay. over. Let's talk about sound quality because I listened to our last podcast, which I rarely listen. You're just going to air this out. I am. Okay. I rarely listen to our pods. By the way, for our <laughs> listeners, thank you for listening to the podcast. It's hard to get my wife. I do. Co-host I'm, of this show. I'm busy. I'm a, I'm a full-time, like... <laughs> I work full time. I run businesses. By the way, you just leaned back. You just did the thing that you were going to talk about. You're way back here. Yeah. You're way away from your I listened to our first Resident Evil podcast and I was like, oh my God, I don't understand how to talk on a mic. It's like, like, anyway. The point is to stay in front of your microphone. Yes. Yes. So I apologize. I'm very, what's the word? I'm very Uh, bombastic. Yeah. When I talk, I talk with. I'm like Italian. I'm not Italian, but I'm, I can I'm sure be. You, I'm sure you would claim that. you I are. would claim I am because the way I talk, I'm like, yes, I'm sure it's somewhere in me. You're hitting her fucking table. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, Gemma. Gemma. Yeah. It's not okay. The way she was talking about, or like the nicknames, and I just, it wasn't okay. Like five notes in, I said, this is an HR nightmare. <laughs> Those two as a, re- like, th- just him he, he mentioned and- On the phone at one point, he goes, like, when she, basically, he accuses her of getting him the small car. Yes. And he says something. Is this something because to- I didn't do something to yeah, you at like, a, 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 a Christmas? We didn't, we didn't have sex at the Christmas party or something. 
or shag. I think it's a shag because it's a you know it's a Brit- right. it's a British thing, and it's like, dude, first of all, cocky much, and second of all. What is stopping her from like getting your fucking ass fired? Right between between the blatant sexism and the insider trading or whatever the fuck yeah, you the short selling bullshit. Job. Yeah, if, it, if Melissa St. John knows what's right and wrong when it comes to insider trading, he doesn't know his rights and wrongs. <laughs> I just have to say, I don't know much. I was very confused the first few. I was like, I don't know what's oh, happening. No, I, don't I was get it. I was. Too. I didn't get it. I was confused as to where. You know. this was, I, I, honestly, I was confused. In the first scene with with Albert Finney and Freddie Highmore, I'm like, okay, I get this. This is supposed to be kind of cute and funny and whatever, like the old uncle and his nephew playing chess and drinking wine, and he waters he it down. He was smoking a cigar, and he watered it down, and I was like, this isn't right, and I didn't like how that started. I just didn't know what I, – I didn't – like, I think – okay, so and, – and clearly, this I think that maybe this is just a difference in how we grew up, but like – I think I thought it was kind of fun. Okay, so the young nephew with the fun uncle who lets him drink wine and they're playing chess. It's like, okay, this is cool. This is fun. But like what they were talking about didn't seem important. Mm -mm. And if it was, it was totally lost on me. Uh, I just. (laughs) So you you mentioned at one point you said star star this. You wanted to talk about the costumes. Oh, oh. My God. OMG. Who? Yeah. Okay. So wh- I, what do you want to know? Okay. Her name, the it, costume designer, her I name w- is Catherine Leterrier. Okay. What, 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 is there something else you'd like to know? I want to know, before I get angry, I want to know what she has done. Okay. Like, I want to know her background. Okay. Well, um... She is an Academy Award nominated costume designer. Fabulous. And that is amazing. And I'm not being like an asshole. That's awesome. She has been a costume designer since the uh, early 70s. Great. She's older. Here are some of the movies that she's worked on. uh, Things that you would know um, besides besides this movie. Um, she did so her Oscar nomination is for a movie called Coco but before Chanel. Okay. Um, which we never saw. No, I never saw that, but those costumes were phenomenal. And and honestly, besides She didn't this, win for that. That no, was just she, nominated. She, yes. Yes. The only other thing that she's costume designed that we have seen is a movie called Amore. Remember Amore about the old couple and the wife has Alzheimer's and yep. it's yeah. Okay, so that was very contemporary. And most it looks like most of her stuff is f- fairly contemporary. <laughs> Let's talk about what Russell Crowe was wearing. What? I was so confused where the costumes were in this. It mm. was like I understand that this was contemporary, but like what he was wearing and in so Many scenes on different days. He wore the same blue, like scrub scrubs pants. Yes, I thought like, is he going into surgery? Sash. Yes. But then he wore like a Abercrombie vest. Oh like, yeah, sweater the sweater vest. vest, and then also had like a like a pinstripe suit from the thirties. I he looked like a zoot suit. I was very confused on where the costumes were, and I was like, who is this person? What do no i know it 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 gives you a headache it was i i was i was upset and 
the <laughs> the only scene I like. I don't even want to use the word appreciated, but I was like, ah, you played well. You played this well. Uh-huh. Was in the scene where you had Russell Crowe and you had the guy who made the wine. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. They're standing on this just like for shit tennis court that hasn't been taken care of. Oh. And all of a sudden, Russell Crowe was like, he points to his like fucked up outfit. But he points on his sweater vest. There's like a yeah. And on a lot of his outfits, he had an emblem mm-hmm. or a patch or something like yeah. sewn in. And he points to it, and he he said something, and I can only imagine it was like a tennis club or yes, a tennis it was a name because and I don't remember his. But then the French guy does. He he points to his, and he goes Lacoste. And I know that that's the, the little alligator symbol that yes. that and that's a brand. Like right. you can totally buy Lacoste stuff. I didn't hear Russell Crowe's. But okay, so but Russell Crowe points to his, oh. and then the tennis guy takes his like backside. He had his visor. His visor, turned. yeah. He goes and he smoothly like turns it around mm-hmm. and points to the the um, oh decal. My God. That has to be my favorite scene in the movie. They put, wait, no! Oh my God! What they, they play tennis? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do they play tennis? Okay, this is why it was my favorite scene, and I have to tell you. Every beat was perfect. The timing was amazing. <laughs> Here you have Russell Crowe going, Whoa. he said something, but he points to his like. But he just mumbled in vowels. <laughs> he, yeah. He points to his, um, his emblem. emblem. Yeah. And then you have the other guy. Who's a, both guys are a little overweight. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna beg to differ. Russell Crowe, I think, is still doing okay. Okay. The other guy was pretty overweight. He was a bit paunchy, yeah. He then turns his... The way he, he turned his visor... It was with French pride. Oh, it was. Yeah. And he was like... Oh, Lacoste. No, no. Lacoste. 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 Oh, my God. Lacoste. Oh. Whatever. Are you Russian? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He then, I'm just making up words. I know. He then points to it, and then they look at each other, and they're like, "They don't say this." But no, but like, they know we're gonna play game tennis. On. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna play five, yes. five fucking sets of tennis. But then the music kicks in, and then like they just go back and forth and start like hitting the ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the comedic timing on my part, I have to say. So we get about like two minutes. Am I over exaggerating? No, I, unfortunately, no. I think it's about it was a two lot minutes. of tennis. Yeah, it's about two minutes of them playing. They're soaking wet. It ends, and I, <laughs> I look at you, babe. Anybody who plays tennis out there will get this. If you don't, then you'll probably be like, "Wait, what? That sounds like a long time." But I look at you, and I was like, "So was that a game?" <laughs> and there's like games, and then there's sets Mm -hmm. and like you have to play so many games to win a set yes but to win the like the match the match you have to play best of six sets no it's five sets sorry five sets six games six games yes okay yeah so they're soaking wet at the end of this and i was like so was that game one Which I think it was. I They're think just was sweating the wine out. I think it was like one game, you know. Which- okay. Oh, God. Sorry. There's. Oh, fuck. 
There's like so we just talk about tennis here. Much to talk about. I know. You mentioned how bad the costumes were. I think something that was okay, something that was more atrocious. He wore those pants though, babe. Multiple in times. Multiple I know. Scenes it was on different days. It was like, was that the only now, pants set? He listen, had? listen. There is no excuse for that. The pants are fucking terrible. <laughs> but what something I think was worse were the n- not the score, but the music cues. Whenever the music stings came in, I was like, oh my god, the song selection was is awful. So bad. It was really bad. It was like it I was just so bad. The it was like if I and okay. Let's bring it all back to Melissa because this is the Melissa show and I'm going to make everything about me, I feel like. It's true. It's, if I were to put the music score onto this, it was the song choice I would pick. It would be like, and what I mean by that is, it's a, it's a scene about love and romance, but the actors aren't doing their job. So let's put a like a score over it that's like, we love you forever, we're soulmates forever like you know what like, i mean like my my mine was i don't know if it was the first morning he woke up and france was like gotta get up gotta get out gotta do this whatever in the morning it was like that is the worst selection you could have picked for this fucking moment but like i get it it was really bad i totally get it but i was sitting there going I get it. I get it. You're getting up and you're getting ready. Yeah. You're getting ready. Russell Crowe's character. Like, I was so, I thought it was awful, but I was like, I feel it. I get it. You're telling me what to think Um, (laughs) because you don't trust the dialogue. Yeah. They really didn't. Can we, can we quickly talk about, um, why do we quickly have to talk about it? I mean, this podcast could last five hours. Can we really could. Oh my god! In, in in another world where like our kids aren't sleeping upstairs, this 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 recording could last longer than the movie because I took so many fucking notes. Um, who do you have an uh like a savior of the film? <laughs> you have anybody that that stands out? I have I, a I have a behind the scenes one. Okay, but I, let's hear yours first. So mine is uh, Philippe Lassord. He is the uh, the DP. He is the cinematographer. Okay. Because we watched this uh, streaming in 4K on HBO Max. It was gorgeous. The cinematography was great. I really, like, it made France and London just, like, pop. It was beautiful. The way they shot the movie was gorgeous. And that's where my admiration of the film pretty okay. much stops. Mine is the dog. <laughs> I think, I think that dog nailed it. I thought at first that dog was the dog and the artist. I don't think it's the same dog, but it, it I, I'm going to tell you right now. It is not the same. Dog. I mean, <laughs> that dog had some acting chops. I would take a class from you. You would take a class, I would take a class from that dog, from the on dog, how to act. Okay. So hy- hypothetical, hypothetical situation. here. I, would, I just want to pose something to you. So, um, this dog is teaching a class at NYU. It's like, this is like an, an intro to acting class. Or you could take an advanced acting class from your husband. Where are you going? <laughs> My husband. That's what I would do. By the way, <laughs> by FYI, that, that's me. You. Yeah. That's I would the- take an adva- <laughs> advanced. <laughs> 
I've taken advanced <laughs> acting class wow. from my husband. I would have taken an advanced and acting just, class from and, my husband. And just like that, she's off to the dog. <laughs> I mean, that dog knew gut instinct bite his fucking ankles. Russell okay, Crow. So wait, like, wait, fucking wait. This dog pisses on Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe doesn't even seem to know that it happened. I did write that down. I did write down. I was like... (laughs) This is fucking bananas. I I think I need to start looking through my notes. Okay. There's too much. Don't do it. Don't look at your notes. I have to. I wrote, how do you not notice a dog peeing on your foot? He didn't. Another thing? Ew. Ew, you pig. I think I said that out loud. You pig. And it was Russell Crowe when he first goes back to the estate. He hasn't been to in years. We don't. Again, we don't understand. So we see in the first scene, we see Russell Crowe really young as a child with his uncle. And he has a really good time. Like there's nothing about it that's like, I don't want to go back. Sure. Cut to 20 years later. I'm saying 20. It's probably like 25 Maybe 30. Maybe 30. You're right. Um, Where he's like, I don't remember why I didn't go back to my uncle's house. Both my parents died, but I don't remember why I didn't go back to like my uncle who pretty much raised me. Like, I think that would be a pivotal moment in your life. You'd remember. He doesn't. Yeah. But like, (sighs) I don't even know what I was getting at. (laughs) Well, like he just doesn't acknowledge dog peeing on his leg, babe. That's like. But there, it's it's so much more than that. There's a moment where he's talking to his friend, who apparently is like a lawyer guy and also a real estate agent. I'm not sure what his friend does, but basically asks the question, is it illegal in France to shag your cousin? Because Abby Cornish comes in out of the blue and he's like, you might be my you might be my cousin, but I might want to fuck you. But if it's not illegal. And if it okay. is, I might still do it. <laughs> because... I don't follow the rules. I just did insider trading. <laughs> like, <laughs> he he sets himself up as a sketchy man. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> okay. But anyways, the part where I was like, ew. So hold on. The part where I was like, ew, ew, you fucking pig. So he gets back onto this property that he hasn't been on since he was a child. He grabs a fruit from a tree. I'm assuming it's a no, peach. No, wait. No, it's, it's not. No, no. Hold on. I have to. Sorry. I have to. It's not. That is so wrong. There is a bowl on a table. And oh, it looks like. A- yes. And it looks like maybe this is an apple. But no, no. It is not an apple. Oh it's a fucking God. tomato. What? It's a tomato? <laughs> oh, oh Hold on, God. babe. I thought he grabbed it from a tree. And my thought was, I wrote, pe- I wrote, I'm assuming it's a peach, because if that was an apple and you bit out of an apple and it squirted that much juice and seeds onto you, ew. But he's no. a pig because he bites out of it and it squirts all over him and he's like, mm. so the re- it's like the only reason I even clock this a tomato makes sense after the seeds and everything all but, over him. But okay, I didn't okay. even think that. So he he's walking through the house. There's a bowl of tomatoes. Oh my god! I he grabs it, but he's like tossing it in the air that you would toss an apple. Like what? like, ca- I, like I, how what? Babe. I didn't even remember. Yes. I think no no no. Trust me, I clocked this because I thought it was the weirdest thing. You know and, the note before this I wrote france and i think that was the moment where i was 
Okay, hold on. Hold We're on. I was quizzing you on. Here we go. I said, these are my notes in consecutive order, right? He go, I go, why? Okay. And I don't want, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but he goes, I go, why did he flip off the bicyclists? Because that's a moment. Right. And then I go, Max is a fuckwad. That's my next note. And then in all caps, my next note is gorgeous estate. Because I wrote, it really sign is. me up for that oasis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I okay. asked you how to spell oasis. You did. You totally did. You added an extra I at some point, but we're fine. <laughs> Thanks, okay. babe. So then I said, he's tossing a tomato like an apple. What is this? And at that moment, I must have wrote France. And do you remember <laughs> my... Let's... No. Let's... We could just gonna go past Let's just it. Skip it. Okay, and then I said the music selection is awful, and then I said this the life he must be living is so hard, and then this is and then he takes a bite out of this tomato. First of all, I first I thought there was gonna be a bit where he thought it was an apple, but then no, it's not. It's a he tomato, a and bite. he just keeps fucking chewing it. And then he's just covered in tomato oh, juice. Oh, it's so gross how he just let it get all over it. And I'm like me, cringing I think about I it. think this is the moment where this moment in particular, before anything else that's happened in the movie, is this is, I go, th- and that's why I took the note, this guy is a fuckwad. Because it's like, this guy is so pretentious that he will take a fucking tomato and chomp right the fuck into it and let it just fucking just rain down it on like his shirt. It like jizzes all over him. Your word, not mine. <laughs> like, I, like, it, I, oh my God, I couldn't, that, that moment, the music is terrible. Oh, He's was... biting on a fucking tomato. It's like, I, and then of course we try to get one of the, like, there's a line, the act of losing can elicit great wisdom. Oh, is that what the line is? I, a, wrote, a... I wrote the act of losing is inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> is inevitable. Wow. Not for this guy. I'm pretty sure that's the line, though. No, no, Isn't it's the, not. Cause the, no, no. The act of losing well, can elicit great wisdom. No, no. I'm not good at hearing a line. And you made us rewind a certain part of the movie like Twice. three times. It was three, <laughs> was times. three times. It was three times. I don't think I still wrote it down. <laughs> we can get to it and you can quiz me. Okay. Well, let's, let's do that next. Hold on. But like the reason I even remember this line is because I keep... So FYI, I, I teach intro to acting right now at, at a college and I keep telling my students that <laughs> they're going to learn more from their failures than they're going to learn from their successes. Meaning that in terms of acting, you have to try and try and try and like, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work and find the right choice. If you find it immediately, you're not going to know, oh, oh, that's what works. You have to keep trying to find the right decision. So this line of um, the act of losing can elicit great wisdom is true. I think that you, we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. You are like, grinning at me for some I reason. I am don't like, totally... I'm grinning at you because I like, I love you so much. <laughs> you're so amazing. And you're so, you're just fucking amazing. Well, anyways. And I love you. But I'm grinning because I'm like, you heard Say again, one final time, the, the line, line you heard. The act of losing can elicit great wisdom. <laughs> and what I heard was the act of, the losing, act of losing is, is inevitable. <laughs> Basically, life is just going to shit on you. <laughs> wow. And this is why I like truly love you. Because I think you just really make me understand what life is about. That it's not just taking a big dump on you? Is that... 
is that <laughs> I'm here to make sure to tell you that life is not taking a big Don't old crap on you. Don't let people shit on you, Melissa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now you gotta you gotta skip ahead to the line that you made me rewind a few times. Okay, now I, I have to get to it. And trust I, me, I didn't write it down because I did not give oh, a shit to do it. Babe, can you even read this? Because this. <laughs> I would like no. I would like a life. Is hold that, on, I'm gonna try to read this. So this wait, might hold, take a few wait, times. Wait, hold on. You set it I'm up. Set it up. Yeah. So <laughs> it is the the end of the movie and. Uh, Russell Crowe has been given this ultimatum. Either you become a partner or you take this buyout. And then we cut to <laughs> Marion Cotillard, who sees a painting that we just saw in the office of where Russell Crowe works. And she's doing her rounds and she goes up to this table and goes, but like more water. And then Russell Crowe lowers, lowers his paper and they have a chat. And then Russell Crowe, in the very romantic moment, says something to the extent of, I would like a lifetime of irrational, surprising, <laughs> goddess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some heart temp jealousy <laughs> on the side of bottle of wine <laughs> tastes like you in a glass that is never empty <laughs> hold on hold on you have to go back Wait. because I can't I can't make, I made you three times <laughs> rewind this and I still don't think I got it right. Hold on. Let's go slow together, babe. And help me. Okay. What are you looking at? No, nothing. Don't, okay. don't you worry. I would like a lifetime of a irrational, suspicious goddess. Some short temper jealousy on the side, bottle of wine, tastes like you, and a glass that is never empty. Okay, Did I get so, it right? Okay, so I, I found the quote. Okay. <laughs> I would like a lifetime spent with an irrational and suspicious goddess, some short-tempered <laughs> jealousy on the side, and a bottle of wine that tastes like you, a glass that's never empty. <laughs> what did I say? It was by the end, like, you got close. I would but. like a lifetime of suspicious, irrational. <laughs> Whatever. Basically, Anyways, what he's saying is he so wants sweet. her. It's so sweet. He wants her. This sweet moment that comes at the end of a, she's of crazy. a shit she's sandwich. She's fucking crazy. Who knows what she's going to give? I was like, baby, by the way, hold Adam on. Adam St. John, uh, this is Melissa. What? She's crazy? Well, no, he's crazy. He's crazy. She's just honest. He's a about big it. dick bag. She's honest about it. About herself. He's not. Oh my God. <clears throat> I I don't okay. Here's here's here audience. Okay, let's talk oh. about this though. We haven't said I'm sorry. We haven't said Marianne Cotillard's yep. name in the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is Fanny. Fanny what? Her name is Fanny Chanel. Fanny yeah. Chanel. Yeah, okay. If I was a stripper, that would be my name. That would be my name, baby. Cool. Fanny Chanel. Sure. Yeah. Did you not hear that name and immediately go like, whoa? No? Was you, I the only one? Are you asking me if I heard the name of this character and thought that she should be a stripper? No, because I have more. I, I, I think that I think higher of her, babe. 
Okay, I'm not I, saying I, I, I think higher of her. No, I, I'm just saying the name. Fanny, Fanny Chanel. Chanel. And this was, we don't hear her name. We don't hear her name until after the scene where she's in the restaurant and he notices her. And he's like, wait, you're the person that tried to drown me in the pool, which we didn't even talk about. And Babe, there's too much to talk about. And then she, in the middle of a busy restaurant outside, lifts up her skirt. Shows her ass cheek. Well, she shows her bruise. That's really bruised. Yeah. And then she walks away not fixing her skirt and everybody's clapping. People were clapping. Did you not notice that moment? No. Oh, no. Trust me. I noticed that moment. I mean, I, I mean, she's got a good butt. I'm not going to lie. But like, then I, her name is Fanny Chanel. I just was like, if I was a stripper, hands down in the next 10 years, if I become a stripper... My name is going to be Fanny Chanel, and it's going to be an homage to this character. Okay. And it's only because, like, I think that's, like, the perfect name. It's a great name. I don't think I'm going to be a stripper in the next 10 years. Here's the thing. This, we are, we are about an hour and 10 minutes into this podcast. We haven't even. Here's, hold on. Here's what I, I'm I'm just going to say a bunch of things, because, because I don't want to go into depth, but, but here's a bunch of shit. I go. Upskirt shot of Marion yes, Cotillard. I have that note. Driving in circles? Question mark. <laughs> Fast at like times ten speed. Um, amazing photo quality of that phone. Yes. Uh, he's in the pool, dude. Give up. You're not getting out. Um, he said, uh, uh to go on a holiday is worse than dying. Don't leave an iron down like that. A Lamborghini tractor. Uh, the poor old man at the pool who's having to raise up all of the dirt. I felt bad for that guy. Cricket, what a dumb sport that is. And all of this 50 minutes into the movie. I couldn't believe that we still had an hour left. And and folks, here's the thing. I, I can't go on. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't go on. I'm going to give you my answer now. Hold on. If this is a good, bad movie or a bad, bad movie, this movie is not just a bad, bad movie. This movie is a dumpster fire. It's a <laughs> dumpster fire of horseshit. A horseshit dumpster is on fire. And I'm sorry, Ian, you're my good friend. I've known you for a long time. If you like this movie, you are a crazy, dumb motherfucker who, who loves Ridley Scott way too much. And on that note, let's hear Melissa's notes. Okay. I don't think I could go as fast as you, but um, okay, I'm going to skip over the notes that we've talked about. So one of them was, God, tennis, I love it, and I hate playing with you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you said, does lavender attract scorpions? Yes, hold on, I'm going to get to that. And then my next note was, I did not learn that. The act of losing is inevitable. <laughs> that was a note that I wrote. Um, okay. And then, um, oh, God. His his buns are not as firm as they used oh, to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the Melissa character, if I were to be cast in this in 20 years from now, I would be the maid or the housekeeper. Yes, the woman of um, the guy who who works on the. When thing, she yeah. first meets Russell Crowe's character as he's older, now they've met clearly when mm-hmm. he was a little in boy. In the past, yeah. She pinches his buns and she goes, "Ooh," in French. She's you know in a French accent. I'm not going to say it, but like, you know, his buns weren't as firm as they used to be. Meaning she groped him as a child. Was a little 
little concerning yeah. is all I yeah. have to say. Um, and then two ankle tattoos. <laughs> yeah, for like the woman they running very, the yeah, yeah the estate lawyer. So, ladies, apparently, if you want to turn on some men, just get two ankle tattoos. Yep. And that does it. Or um, Max just wants to fuck. The true moral of the story is to love something more than your own life, which I do think that that was a very, like, the uncle says this when yeah. he's a little boy and he's like, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That. That line alone, I really loved because I was like, that in life is something that people really need to like embrace and to love something more than you love your own life. See, I here's the thing. I agree. I think that would be the the moral to strive for. I think the actual message of the film is, God, it's got to be good to be a rich white guy <laughs> because, man, you can just do whatever you want. Mm, insider trade fuck fuck your cousin apparently oh apparently God. that's a thing that that he really wants to do i still think he ends up fucking her by the way oh, i think in, in as this story goes does, on i think he does is, you know and then when we find him in the pool another note is like he is willing to put the pool water oh, in his mouth and then spit ooh, it out that is nasty again if you were to actually watch this movie and you see this like he he's gonna get like a tapeworm he falls he's gonna get really sick he falls in a pool Filled and with he shit? can't get out. Nope. And then he has to wait until this somebody Mar Marion Cotillard turns on this water and just shit water comes out. And he has to sit there and wait until it rises to the top and he could get out. Mm -hmm. He like lavishly is. <laughs> oh, he's he, floating. He's like, I he, love this he, shit water. He puts the water in his mouth and spits it out like he's yeah. a fountain. And that's disgusting. And then when he tries to climb out of the pool oh, he, he struggles like, a bit he yeah. struggles and my note was gladiator can't even climb out of this pool which like, is tough because it like i i know they're trying to make him a bit more like oh he's this is clearly an urban guy who doesn't know the country life anymore and that he's not he's not very strong but like i'm you know if you're watching this even now like even if you only know russell crowe now from like his his later things because russell crowe in his in his later years he's 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 got a bit of a tubby uh, a bit of a tummy now right but like russell crowe in like if you remember russell crowe from his heyday he's yeah gladiator and he can't get out of a pool right and that was a pool that i was like i think i could even get out of like I, it, it was just, anyways i, I uh, babe, babe i'm done i'm done i'm not done okay i still no, have just, notes I'm, and we have to like, keep going because I have to get these notes out, okay? So then another note I liked was, in France, the customer is always right. And this is Marion no, Cotillard. No, the customer is always wrong. Sorry, the customer is always wrong. Marion Cotillard, like, says at the beginning, like, in the scene where Russell Crowe supposedly, like, saves the day, she's like, just remember, in France, the customer is always wrong. And I thought that... Is how it should be in every country. Yeah, because customers are. I work bags. in the customer service industry, and like, oh my god, would I love to teach my like employees <laughs> the customer is always wrong. So here we go. We're now in to a segment that Melissa has just started, and this is my Etsy shop of shirts oh. that I'm gonna sell. And the the shirt from this movie is. In France, the customer is always wrong. That's one shirt. Yep. Um, another shirt 
is going to be a exact replica from the shirt in this movie, babe. And that is in the scene in in Marion Cotillard's. Is I am I saying her name right? Yep. In her restaurant, apparently there's blatant American, a husband and wife, oh, American God, a the, husband the and Texan, wife sitting there, the Texas people, and um, <laughs> and they're talking, and clearly they're American, and like anybody that's American and, that's watching and you this know movie this, is you know trying this because she wants like, she wants bacon bits she on wants her salad, bacon bits, and she goes, I don't, they don't speak American. Is what she says, mm-hmm. you know. So anybody watching this movie that's from America is immediately going, is immediately trying their like best um, French accent, trying not to be American. Sure. And her shirt, you can't, you don't ever see what her shirt says, but what you do see is it says "free to be," and then it's blank. So I will create a whole bunch of shirts that say. Free to be blank, and that's it. I think I don't even think I need to fill it in. I think what I could do is just make sure to say like free to be with a line, and then when you buy it, you could be, you know, we can all be American, and then the Sharpie just write yeah, in. Yeah, you could write in like you could write be. in like cousin fucker, which I think is what Max wants to be. Right. Listen, like, listen, he asked his friend, like, basically, like, hey, look, a- as my friend slash lawyer, if I fuck my cousin, am I going to be in any trouble over this? That's like, it's, okay. for a while. Ugh. So anyways, those were my movie ones. Now, crossover, Melissa's movie crossover. This is all you, babe, because okay. I'm out. Okay. I'm so done. It's fine. I'm in. So shut up and let the Melissa show happen, baby. So Melissa movie crossover can be two movies. I easily, easily, babe, can see a sideways two happening. Sure. And it can be like a, (laughs) I just punched the mic. (laughs) It can be a like West Coast, Far East Coast, like England. Far East? Like, You're referring to England as the Far East. <laughs> Not China, but but England is really the Far East. Would they be East. the Mideast? Is that what they would be? I don't know. Like, standoff. Because they do talk about different, like, like one of my favorite lines in the movie was, California does not make wine. Oh, They, they make, make Hawaiian punch. That's a great line. <laughs> like... My third shirt. I think this movie is going to have the third shirt. I would wear a shirt that says that. Just saying. Okay. Okay, babe. Yeah. Just so you know, um, All right. Sideways came out two years before this movie. Just, yeah. Okay. So this could be the set. Like, this I, could be a second I'm Sideways. Just, like, just, it's yeah. A sp- yeah. So what are you telling me? That this movie came out sucks. before and After. then this movie came out. Yeah. And then they could make a second Sideways that these two movies Sure. Went. Yeah. Or or this could be the second inception. And this could be Marion Cotivar's Cotillard. Cotillard. Mm-hmm. Deeper dream. Sure. She's past wherever she was on the one, beaches. One more level down. Now she's like another deep, level. Deep into her I mean, fuck. <laughs> would you not think that this would be like hell? This would be like a dream for hell for her. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So after that, babe, my notes are, I shit you not, is this a love story? I couldn't tell. Is this actually trying to be a love story? I certainly hope not. I, I, <laughs> I mean, yes. I think that's how the movie wants to I end. I didn't but. know. And like from there my notes are so scattered because this movie is so scattered like I didn't know where this movie was gonna go and my final thoughts on this movie was this movie has it all it has it all I don't even know how to keep going it has cousin fucking it has, it has, it has it tomato eating it has scorpions I wrote romance sure <laughs> sadness <laughs> Horror. Horror. Scorpions? It, no. No. I was going Cousin with the, fucking? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going with that guy's foot. When we saw his foot, like his messed up toes, that old man when he was cleaning out the pool and his foot was in the cast. And we that, saw his, like, that is what was the horrific part. <laughs> that was horror. Not the cousin fucking. No. It was that. And then it's also a foreign film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie is trying to do everything. Oh my god! Do you not agree? Like, it, oh, it, it is certainly it's trying to. Romance. 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 Swedish romance. I just. So that was one of my last notes, and then the ending happened. Oh, the ending! I yeah, think you need good. to. Exp- you need to explain it because I am now like from from what I point was, though where I was four I was for this movie. Am I being too loud? It's we're an hour and a half in. I, I just, was I just want to wrap it up. I was for this movie, and then the movie ended where it was like a it was a clear ending, and then it was a cut to the assistant lady. Oh, oh my God! That part of the yes. ending. Yes, I, I, babe, I, <laughs> you're asking about the part where like the assistant is, for some reason, trying to like sell Russell Crowe's apartment, and it's like, are you a rapper? And the guy's like, no, but he is. And they point to another guy, and he's like, yeah. And then that's the ending. And then it ends, babe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that to me, the ending of the movie is indicative of the entire movie, which is like. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> I listen, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I like this was, I think on paper, if you were to see this, 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 this is my wrap up for, for how I think about the movie. If you were like, okay, Russell Crowe starring in a movie directed by Ridley Scott filmed in France about a guy coming to terms with the death of his uncle and whether or not he should take over the vineyard. Like you'd be like, oh, okay, maybe I, I, I go, I'll go see that movie. And like what you get is like a hodgepodge of just random. You get like it's Russell so Crowe, Ridley Scott, cousin fuckers, <laughs> lots of wine, good wine, bad wine. Who knows? It's better than California Hawaiian punch. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> And on that note, baby. <laughs> I think this is a terrible movie. Like, not like, and not like The Dentist, right? Not like anything that we've covered in the past where it's like, no, it's fun to watch this with friends and get drunk or whatever. Like, this is just a bad movie. 
And I'd say drink some wine, watch this watch this <laughs> Don't do it. Don't don't Dr- don't don't watch drink this some friends. wine, get drunk, forget the movie, and just enjoy being drunk with your friends. <laughs> So just get drunk with your friends. Yeah. You know, this movie for that. This movie could be background noise. It's got a great soundtrack. No, it doesn't. It's got a <laughs> fucking terrible soundtrack. Oh, boy. But that's that's what we think of a good year. Um, uh, so please, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Let us know what you think of a good year. It's on HBO Max. So if you have that, which a lot of people do, <laughs> check it out. Hey, 2020 was a better year than this movie. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> 2020 you get 2020 it? yeah yeah 2020 yeah like the, like the match.com commercial yeah i got you it was better than this movie it was it was <laughs> um so so uh you can let us if you have any suggestions let us know um and we are going to go back we are we are now shifting back to our resident evil <laughs> through line i think what we, we might have a guest on this next episode i don't know but until uh, our next shitty film I am Adam. And I am Melissa. And thanks for tuning in.